Hey, let, let's not do the hook that you usually like to do. You, you like to bring up a question at the beginning of a yeah, between so the lines. People actually I, like listen, you know. Well, I I think there's something else I want to talk it's about. Just marketing briefly. Dad. Well. <laughs> I, I think they'll they'll enjoy this as well. Yesterday, you know, you, you decided you want to do these national uh, fun days, <laughs> the uh, chocolate, chocolate milk, milk day. Yesterday, but it, yeah. but it was also it was a bigger day. It was National Ancestry Day, I think it was. Yeah. And you and I just found out that our ancestry is broader than what we realized. Yeah, we went Not back to like the fifteen hundreds. German heritage. You got us all the way back to the fifteen hundreds, and we are Jewish. Yeah, found that out. We got a Jewish heritage. That's right. And so I was on on the phone with my friend yesterday who yeah. happens to be Jewish. And I said, I just, just want you to know right now that you, you got nothing over me here that uh, I found out that I am also, you're not the only person on this phone call that's Jewish. I am Jewish as well. So he wanted <laughs> to know if fair, I wanted to get bar mitzvahed now. To, <laughs> well, to be fair, we don't really like, you know, we don't have the percentages or anything. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's some strict rules as far as, you know, the heritage to the next generation. I don't care about that. I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm just glad to be Jewish. So I got Jewish blood in me. And uh, my last trip to Israel, you, I had a yarmulke in my uh, backpack and I left it in there. <laughs> and so yesterday after I got the phone call, I popped into the other staff's office and I had my yarmulke on. I was like, no, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, this was a cool thing. Here's what my buddy said. He, he's, he's Jewish. His name is Eric. And he goes, you know, in reality, both of us are Jewish because we're followers of the Messiah. Yeah. You know, he's it's, also a believer. And that, and so that gives us that spiritual Judaism it is. that matters more. Yeah, we're grafted the in. We're grafted, we're grafted in, in. As, as we've been reading with Paul. Yeah. So, okay, let's get over to 2 Corinthians now. Chapter 2, you want to start? 2 Corinthians chapter 2. No hook. Hey, we're Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) No hook. All right, here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm just thrilled about it. I've always wanted to know that I was Jewish. I always wish I was Jewish. It is kind of fun in the sense of like, you you did raise me, you and mom raised me to enjoy a lot of the Jewish holidays. So it was kind of just kind of cool how that happened. But chapter 2, it says, So I decided that I would not bring you grief with another painful visit. My dad has said that to me before. <laughs> a painful visit for you is when I, is when I bring gifts yeah, for the kids. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, that's what I've said the last party. You know, you gave my kids gifts, um, a big gift, like a big gymnastic bar. And I said, well, dad, thanks for coming over, eating my food and dropping off. Your crap. Crap. <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah. No, but what Paul's talking about here is he just got done at the end of chapter one yeah. saying, I would have brought a severe rebuke. Mm-hmm. So he says, so I decided not to bring you grief with another painful visit because I would rebuke you. Or if I cause you grief, it will make me glad. Certainly not someone I have grieved. That is why I wrote to you as I did. So that when I, and he's referring to the first letter. Mm-hmm. So that when I do come, I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you all know that my joy comes from your being joyful. I wrote that letter in great anguish with a troubled heart and many tears. I didn't want to grieve you, but I wanted to let you know how much I love, how much love I have for you. Yeah, loving you enough to tell you the truth, even though the truth may hurt. Yeah. I'm not overstating it when I say that the man who causes all the trouble, who hurt all of you, who hurt all of you more than he hurt me, most of you opposed him, and that was punishment enough. So he's talking about just some. Uh, maybe some church drama here. There's mm-hmm. a guy who is, um, in, in, he's causing hurt. Maybe that was slander. You know, m- maybe there was some division, likely some division. And so it, it caused a lot of pain and it looks like they kicked him out. They, yeah. they went through church discipline. That's why he says, most of you opposed him and that was punishment enough. So church discipline is punishment enough. Now, however, 
it is time to forgive because there's been repentance, I believe, right? He's not just saying like, just yeah, go and, and grab him and forgive him. And I think this is referring to the one that he he actually said in the first letter to cast out because of the immorality. Remember that Oh, because he's guy. sleeping with his stepmom. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And it, it looks like he came to repentance. And yeah. so now he's saying forgive and let him come back again. Yeah. Now, however, it's time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. Mm-hmm. So they see repentance. He's not yeah. sleeping with that same woman anymore. Yeah. For if he had, it would still be under church right. discipline. Can I take it in verse 9? Sure. I wrote to you as I did to test you to see if you would fully comply with my instructions. And, and they did. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit. So that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are not familiar with his evil schemes. He doesn't want Satan to get his foot in the door, creating this division. When I came to the city of Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord opened a door of opportunity for me, but I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. So he's, he's waiting to hear back from Titus how they had received his last letter before now, I just he's want to make, visit them. I just want to make sure because, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I do like maps and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does help me learn. Paul went through Corinth. Corinth would have been north of or south of Macedonia. Yes, Corinth is in a, kind of right on this little isthmus where it's got a double port. It's a very yeah. narrow area where the water comes together. So on Paul's way to Macedonia, he stops in Corinth. Mm-hmm. And he writes them First Corinthians beforehand, before he stops there. Yes. Then he stops there. He goes into Macedonia and writes them yet another letter, which would be Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. before he goes to visit again on his way back. Yeah, it seems to be that's the okay. case. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, verse 13, but I, oh yeah, verse 14. But thank God, because he said, I, there he's saying, I, I wasn't sure about this until I heard back from Titus. Verse 14. But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal percent procession, which he did going into Jerusalem, but now he's speaking of the new Jerusalem on our way to heaven. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. So he's saying that our lives are this Christ-like fragrance that is that God sees his son in us by the way that we are living. Of course, yeah. now those who are saved can also sense this fragrance, but those who are lost, it, it is like stench to it them. It bothers them. You know, I think if your neighbor, dad, you've got a neighbor who does not like you guys yeah. at all, calls the city anytime they can. And it's, we try to be as good to them as we can, but yeah, yeah but they I, just, they hate you. And the only thing we can think of, because we've never done anything but bless them, is just they're very anti. And you can I see am. it on their bumper yeah. stickers, they're very anti God. Yeah. And so that's what it is. It just to, to them, you're a dreadful smell of death. Mm-hmm. So verse 16, then, to those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume and who is adequate for such a task as this. You see, we're not like the many hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is watching us. Yeah. And that's how he kind of closes off, which is, He's, again, trying to give us this credibility as to who he, who he is and, and the, the consistency that he's been before them. All right. Let's get over to Proverbs then. We're in yep. Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28. And uh, here in Proverbs 28, I know I had uh, picked out a, oh yeah, verse 13. Verse 13 is a great verse. Okay. It says, people who cover over their sins will not prosper, 
but if they confess and forsake them, they will receive mercy. And so we try to hide our sin, and it's in the end, you may look as though that you're getting away with it in the short run, but in the end, it, it's going to come out. And the, the problem is that sin that is covered up, it destroys us from within. Yeah. But I think of it are, like this story you told, Dad, when you were little and you scraped up your leg and doing an activity that your parents had told you not to do, like some sort of like racing with a yeah. cart or something. And so you tried to hide your scraped up leg and only festered. Oh, it got so bad. It was, yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot, not a lot. We all, we, we all can do that with our sin. We just try to, let's just cover it up. Forget it. It never happened. All of that. But it just, it festers and it needs confession. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find healing. Yep. Yep. You got to get the infection out. Right. Okay. Well. Hey, what, uh, it's like some kind of a national day today of yeah, some sort. We um, do that. Well, there's a few. Yeah. Um, it's National Good Neighbor Day, so okay, be good to your neighbor, even if even if they don't like you. And they don't I'm, like I'm going to continue on yeah. loving my neighbor. Right. It's also World Rabies Day. I don't know what that I, means. I think we should have a fun. We run. Celebrate rabies. Let's, let's do a fun run. With <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, make it a good day today. Make Come it a on. good National Rabies Day. <laughs>